We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. season uh, we will keep bringing you knowledge here this is your host james seltzer <clears throat> as always my co-host up in the great white north mr oh, paul bruno that, what's going on paul <laughs> well uh, you gotta dig in on me early is this the way it's gonna be today i'm, I'm ready for you <laughs> no it's good uh, it's good <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful thing we we love our uh our neighbors to the north and uh and paul is a, a wonderful guy you can follow paul on twitter at statsman 22 uh and you can follow me on twitter at james seltzer all right so we got a full slate of games today uh starting off at 12 35 five day games 10 night games a lot of action today let's run through them real quick and then paul and i are gonna dive in and do our best to give some plays. Paul has been white hot lately, uh, riding the Justin Turner bandwagon to, to glory uh, as he has been all over that. But uh, real quick, let's run through the slate here. 12.35 starting Pittsburgh. Colin McHugh and the Astros in town to take on Garrett Cole and the Pirates. Cole back healthy and pitching. 2.10 start in Milwaukee <clears throat> as the Rockies in town. Lefty Tyler Anderson in town to take on Zach Davies and those Brewers. Uh, 3.35 start in Oakland. Kendall Graveman and the A's host Trevor Bauer and the Cleveland Indians. A righty-righty battle there. We move into 3.40 start in Seattle as uh, uh, a little uh, Asian flair to this game as Masahiro Tanaka taking on his Sashi Iwakuma as the Yankees in the uh, Seattle Mariners do some damage there, and uh, we head out to the last the day slate, the early slate, 340 start in San Diego as 
The Cubs in town. Kyle Hendricks continuing his masterful season, taking on the righty Paul Clemens. All right, we start the main slate at 7.05 in Washington. Wade Miley and the Orioles in town taking on Tanner Roark and the Nats. A little interleague action there. We move on to a 7.07 in Toronto. The Angels in town. Matt Shoemaker taking on Marco Estrada. A couple righties doing battle there. 7.10 start in Cincinnati, Texas in town. Hugh Darvish taking on Tim Adelman. Uh, maybe a chance to take advantage of that there. And then we go on to Miami. Another pissing, pitching not pissing, right? Different thing. Uh, pitching <laughs> mismatch here as uh, the Royals will send Dylan G to the hill, taking on Jose Fernandez. Uh, then we get a last 7-10 start in Tampa. Rick Porcello taking on Matt Andres as the Red Sox and Rays do some battle. Porcello's insane the amount of wins that guy gets, so just you can pretty much pencil in a win. Um, 8-10 start in Chicago. The Phillies in down. Jared Eikhoff taking on James Shields and the White Sox. 8-10 as well in Minnesota's AL Central team as well here with the Matt Boyd and the Tigers taking on Tyler Duffy and the Twins. 8-15 starting St. Louis with the Mets in town. A nice matchup here with Jacob DeGrom taking on Carlos Martinez. And then another decent-looking matchup here in Arizona, provided Zach Greinke is not too bad like he's been lately. Um, Zach Greinke <laughs> on the hill taking on Julio Tehran and the uh Atlanta Braves, and then we round out the night as Rich Hill makes his return to the hill, as it were, no pun intended, uh, for the Dodgers taking on the Giants and Johnny Cueto. All right, a lot of action, Paul. Let's jump right in. Start with that main day slate there, 12:35 in Pittsburgh, Houston in town. Colin McHugh taking on Garrett Cole. Kind of an interesting matchup here. Both pitchers can be good, but also have, have had some struggles this season. Boy, you nailed it up late. Uh, McHugh has been absolutely torched in his last five starts, going 0-4 and giving up a total of 40 hits, including eight dingers and 23 earned runs over 23 innings pitched. That's a whip of around two and an ERA of, of nine. I'm staying away from him today, and Cole's only fared a little bit better in four August starts, giving up 13 earned runs and 21 and two-third innings pitched. 34 hits and eight eight walks, accounting for a whip of 193 for him. But in terms of the bats in this one, I look at uh, Alex Bregman. We've talked a lot. I've talked a lot about the guys in the heart of the Astros order, but Bregman has chipped in lately with 12 hits in his last 35 at bats, including three homers and eight RBIs for the Buccos. Again, I like a lot of batters on this team. I haven't talked too much about Gregory Polanco. He's uh, on a nice eight for 28 streak. Priced at only 3300 bucks tonight. I think that's good value for him. Yeah, I love the Polanco call. He's my favorite play in this game. Obviously, you want those lefties in the lineup against McHugh if you can. And that 3300 price, as you said, hit a couple home runs last night and uh, seems to be getting back on track. So I like that matchup a lot. Uh, and I agree with you in the pitching. I, I, this is a stay away for me. I, Garrett Cole, <laughs> not an awful play just because of the insane strikeout upside anytime you go up against the Astros. Um, but even still, I think I'm, I'm avoiding those guys. 2-10, we move on to Milwaukee as the Rockies in town. We had Tyler Anderson taking on Zach Davies. Anderson's been pretty good for the most part, not the best outing last time out. Uh, and Zach Davies, another hit-or-miss kind of guy. It's a tough read for me here, Paul. Yeah, I agree. These two pitchers are on the lower half of the grid, and... Uh... Uh, for Anderson, his his numbers have gone up steadily since he joined the rotation in mid-June. In four August starts, for instance, his ERA is up over 450 over 24 innings. And he, although he's kept a very low walk rate, the homers 
allowed are creeping up, and that's making me nervous for him. And on, da in, on Davies Ledger, he's enjoyed a pretty good campaign uh, this year. When you look at the win-loss, I mean, that's not the be-all and end-all, but in his last two starts, he's been tor uh, touched up for 18 hits and 12 earned runs over just nine innings pitched, so that, that's got me shying away from him today. I wonder if this is just the tip of the iceberg for this guy. He's just only 155 pounds. I mean, that's uh, that's not too it's much uh, meat on the bones and uh, maybe the workload is catching up to him a little bit in terms of the bats in this one though i'm going to give you a few to think about keon broxton uh, for 3300 bucks he's got an opa obp of just under 400 in his last 60 at bats and there's some pop in that bat chris carter another guy who's known for popping his bat he blows hot and cold james it's he's been hot recently though with three homers and a six for 21 run in this week and it cost you 3700 bucks today for colorado of course anytime you think of colorado you can bring up the name nolan arenado he's worth the 3800 price tag that's on him today with nine hits including uh, uh three homers and nine rbis in only his last three games uh for uh so there's a there's a few bats for you to think about on the uh, on this one yeah i love the arenado call he is smoking hot and he's uh he's one of those guys who gets into a, a hot streak and just takes off um he won me my season-long league last year basically by throwing my team on his back the last month of the season so he's one of those guys who can get hot it looks like he is he's got like three homers in the last uh a week as you said or the last four games or whatever it is um so i, I feel real good about arenado especially at that price not as the most expensive guy on the board um and then you know you can always get some brewers against left-handed pitching in the lineup they hit lefties well jonathan vr better from the right side of the plate hernan perez has killed left-handed pitching so I think there are some nice values there as well. All right, 335 start in Oaktown. Kendall Graveman coming off a complete game, uh, a really nice outing, going up against Trevor Bauer and the Indians. Bauer also coming off a terrific outing. Uh, both guys have struggled this year as well. How do you kind of assess this one here, Paul? Well, I look at the price tags on these guys. Bowers at 8500 bucks and Graveman at 6500 To me, it looks like they should be reversed uh, based on the fact that Graveman is 6-2 and two with seven quality starts in his last nine outings. He's been on an extended hot streak where he's kept his ERA just a shade over three since July 1st. A big factor has been his ability to reduce his walk rate with only 10 of those in his last 63 innings pitch and his whip is just a hair over one in that span too so i really like him in this matchup for his part you mentioned bauer was good last time out but his whipper is right around 150 over the month of august so he does inspire today though he did rack up 13 strikeouts against toronto the last time out and uh as far as hitters go in this one i'm looking at the a's chris davis with three homers and seven ribbies Hitting 333 over the past week, and he's only priced at 2900 bucks. That looks like a steal for me today. For the Indians, I like uh, Lindor at short, priced at 3400 bucks. This guy is, uh, was blank last night, but he's been shut out, and he hasn't been shut out two days in a row for a long, long time. He has six multi-hit efforts in his last 13 starts. The guy's a hit machine, and I'm all over him for 3400 bucks. Yeah, I think that's a great call. And the Graveman call, I think that's a terrific call, especially for a, for a GBP. I don't think Graveman's going to give you that kind of strikeout upside that you like or that a guy like Bauer would, but he's just been really consistent and pitching really well, and I think for 6500 you stack up the rest of the lineup. It's a really nice play there, so so I'm on board with that. Um, and Chris Davis, I can't believe he's 2,900. That guy just keeps hitting home runs every single yeah, game. But... It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, I think it was um, 
other than Edwin Encarnacion, I think Chris Davis has the most homers over the last year, you know, of, of uh, from now to now kind of thing. So, right. yeah, it's right. crazy. I, I don't think a lot of people realize how good Chris Davis has been from power perspective. All right, 340 start in Seattle. As uh, I mentioned before, uh, they're both Japanese, I believe, correct? Masahiro Tanaka taking on Isashi Wakuma. We've got the battle for Japan here. It's really Yankees-Mariners, Paul, but, you know, we can add a little extra flair to it, right? Yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> well, we can talk about the Cubs and, and uh, San Diego for a sec. Uh, Hendricks' overall numbers suggest that he's having, having a nice year for the Cubs for sure. But the best part's what's happened over lately with seven straight quality outings where he's allowed only seven earned runs in his last 47 innings pitched. And with the support of one of the top offenses in the majors, he looks like a very strong play today. I'll be all over that. And I like the fact that he's got a pretty nice strikeout rate and it's seen an uptake in that area over the, that, that street. Clements, for his part, not yet been able to get over up to six innings in any of his seven starts, and I don't like his chances today against the Cubbies, so I'm staying away from him. Uh, the hot bats for Chicago that I like in this one are, include Addison Russell for 3200 bucks with 10 hits in his last 29 at-bats, five homers included in that tear, and Ben Zobrist is an on-base machine, as you and I have talked about, and he's priced at only 3400 bucks. I get a guy who has 12 hits in his last eight starts. Then you talked about the uh, Japanese uh, game of the day, I guess we can call it. Tanaka's 3-0 and in August, despite the fact that two of his four starts were quality efforts. On the, so he's been supported by the, a revitalized Yankee offense there. On the positive side, he's not allowed one free pass so far this month, and he's obviously received that solid run support in, a, in that revamped uh, lineup. He's also dominated the heart of the Mariners' order, holding the trio of Seager, Cano, and Cruz to total of six hits in 40 at bats that's a 150 batting average for the heart of the mariners order so i'm kind of staying away from that i'm going to look at the um, yankee bats in this one sanchez at catcher and he's alternating with uh, with uh, you know, mccann at uh, dh and catcher six homers and nine rbis in, in the past week for 3100 bucks that's a steal i also like starling castro batting clean up only 2900 bucks for a guy with 44 multi-hit games in his last six outings Wow, it was a lot there, Paul. You got me. That was uh, you took two games at once, and I loved it. Uh, I agree with uh, the. I think you want to get any bats you can in against Paul Clemens. We discussed that last time. Reverse splits has actually been really bad against the right-handed bats, and Addison Russell, as you said, has been white hot. So uh, I think that is a, a really good play there as well. Get any of those bats in line. I and mean, Chris Bryant. I mean, that guy only forty-two hundred. I know it's forty-two hundred, but. You know, it doesn't really matter what he's priced at these days because he's just killing everything. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I like Masiro Tanaka today in Seattle. I think that's a nice play in the matchup. As you said, he's been pitching well of late. Um, not as in on Iwakuma, but uh, I don't think that Yankees lineup is too fearsome. But I can't believe I, I'm with you as well. Gary Sanchez, that was one of the ones that jumped off the page to me at 3,100. I mean, he's been like the best hitter in baseball or something for <laughs> the last week plus. Or, so uh, that was kind of a surprise to see that as well. All right, let's, uh, let's get to that main slate, Paul, as we have uh, uh, 10 games to get to on this main slate here. Uh, let's start it off with that 707 start in Toronto, your town, or at least close enough to your town, uh, as Marco Estrada will take on Matt Shoemaker, a couple of pitchers who've shown flashes this year, but also had some struggles as well. 
Uh, how do you view this game here up in uh, in the Great White North again? Well, I like Marco Estrada in this one, but let's talk about Schumacher first. His numbers have been very ordinary all year. It's not too different in the month of August with a four ERA and a whip of 1.3. He's not a strikeout guy. With only 16 Ks in his last 33 innings pitched, that you know that's going to play well into the Jays' offense. I I don't think it bodes well for him tonight. Estrada for. The, for the other side of the equation, he was cruising along with some of the best numbers among all major league pitchers until his last two starts, James, as part of this newfangled six-man rotation in Toronto, which I don't like, and I'm glad they're abandoning that, that experiment. Oh, did they abandon like. it already? Yeah, San Sanchez has gone down to the minors uh, for oh. a 10-day ten, ten vacation right. into and, Florida. But he's coming area. back up the 31st right. to start. Right. So, so yeah, he's what, what's start. the plan then? Are they going to go six, or are they going to just keep sending people down or moving What's the plan? Well, he agreed to this demotion, but they can't do it again because it'll it'll activate a year on his uh, free agency clock. So they don't want to do that, and he's he's taken a bit of a hit financially. But he agreed to this demotion, and I think that you'll see after that that next start. I think that they're going to find another way to to move him around. Maybe they're going to make him go into the road into the bullpen at that point. But uh, so that's something that we can look out for. But the guys pitched the his heart out all season long and and i i have mixed feelings about that whole uh protecting the guy's arm and so on he bulked up this off season and uh is full value for the the numbers that he put up but we'll we'll have to lean back on estrada for a bit here to clean up the finish up this uh, analysis i i still see i still need to see a bit of a bounce back from estrada based on those two poor starts but uh I expect this would be an opportunity because he's tied up the heart of the uh, Angels' batting order uh, in in their historical matchups. The hot bats that I look at in this one include Russell Martin for thirty two hundred bucks. This guy's absolutely smoking, James, and he's been moved into the cleanup spot. He's got six homers and twelve ribbies in his past eight games alone. And right beside him is uh, Troy Tulowitzki, still priced at thirty two hundred bucks despite his extended tear over the past month. I like the Jays big time tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I like those numbers. I like those names, uh, especially the game in Toronto. It's it's scary to, to start any starter going into Toronto. You saw it with Skaggs last night. You see it a lot. All right, before we move on to the Cincinnati Rangers game, let me remind everyone that, hey, fantasy football fans, the wait is nearly over. Football is about to be back, which means that FanDuel is back, and this year is better than ever. It's not just a new season over at FanDuel, it's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are games for a dollar. There's 50-50 contests where the top half win cash, or you can settle a score with a friend and friend dude in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's a season-long fantasy football with weekly teams. Plus, new features ensure a fair and level playing ground. I've done the, the fan mode last season with, with uh, eight of my buddies, and it is the best. Everyone just puts in 25 bucks a week and winner take all, and, and it's a blast. It's way better than a season-long, for football especially, because you don't lose to guys' injuries, and there's so many injuries and so much stuff that just ruins your season-long team. This gives you a chance to be involved every single day of the season. So have all the fun that football has to offer, all the fun that fantasy has to offer. 
B Sports Rich at FanDuel. Special offer for new users. Get a free six-month RotoWire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. You can go to FanDuel.com slash RotoWire, or excuse me, slash RW. Not only will you get a free subscription, but you'll have that $10 to use to play with on FanDuel. So that's over $40 in value for just $10 that you actually get to play with. So it's, it's an amazing deal. Just go to FanDuel.com slash rw all right paul let's jump back in here is the second half of this slate we got to knock out here we are heading to cincinnati is new darvish and the rangers in town taking on tim adelman and the reds uh gotta figure this is quite the advantage for the rangers here at least from a pitching perspective yeah and you can bet that the bats are going to be itching to make up for a shutout loss yesterday for sure so this is a spot where i certainly consider paying up for darvish at ten thousand five hundred. he's got in a really nice groove james turning out six straight quality starts and backed by the deep rangers offense that's looking to make amends for yesterday they know they're in a great hitters park against the last place reds i also like darvish's 57 strikeouts against only eight walks over his last 43 innings the guy is churning out big-time points. And Adelman, for his part, is entering only his sixth career start. This is throwing the kid to the wolves, I think, today. Uh, his, his whip is around 1.4. That's going to see a rise, I think, in this one. And I look for the killer bees, Beltran and Beltre, both priced at 3400 bucks to be foremost among the Rangers that's going to rebound from that loss yesterday. Yeah, I, I think that's a good call. I, I don't see any way Texas doesn't take it to Cincinnati today. Uh, Adelman is... Very hittable. Uh, I think that Texas lineup, like you said, knows they need to put some runs on the board. And, and I would feel great starting Darvish today. He's looked great. He gives you that strikeout upside that you're looking for. And, of course, like we just said, a really, really good shot at pulling down the W there and those extra 12 points in FanDuel scoring, which is huge. Um, all right, let's move on. We got another 7-10, uh, very similar type of game here in the sense of a, uh, a decided pitching advantage for one team over the other. Kansas City has been white hot in town, uh, taking on the Miami Marlins. Dylan G taking on Jose Fernandez. So, uh, yeah, one of those guys is better than the other, Paul. <laughs> no question. G, but G is coming off his best start of the season, though. Uh, one earned run in seven innings pitched with only seven Ks, uh, with seven Ks rather, only one walk. But that was against the terrible Twins. I'm more concerned about his ordinary season-long game log. With a 4.52 ARA and a 152 whip, that's in trouble against some hot bats in Miami, I think, today. Fernandez, for his part, despite his gaudy reputation, has been torched in three of his last eight st games, picked, sprinkled in among five impressive starts, all accompanied by big strikeout totals. He faces a tough Kansas City lineup that's currently on a very nice streak in their past 10 games. So I don't think it's the mismatch that you're implying. I'm going to be on a couple of Kansas City bats in this one. Alex Gordon is on a tear. He's only 2800 bucks. Get this, five homers and eight RBIs in his last eight games for only 2800 bucks. Get into that. And Lorenzo Cain on a nine-game hit streak. That includes six multi-hit efforts for only 3200 bucks. If you're on the Marlins, go with a stack that includes Yelich, Prado, and D. Gordon. They're priced at 3400 3000 and 3300 respectively. I don't think it's the mismatch you implied. I'm curious to see how you break this one down. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Headline, Paul Bruno thinks Jose Fernandez stinks. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> no, but it, it's, no, it's an interesting point. And um, look, Dylan G uh, coming off his best outing, uh, it doesn't scare me at all. I certainly am not getting any Dylan G shares in there and would be very happy, especially Yelich has been killing right-handed pitching. So I would be very, very happy putting him in there. 
Uh, but I do like the idea of not being too scared of Jose Fernandez because he has not been quite as dominant as he was earlier in the season. There have been those rougher outings sprinkled in. Um, obviously, you still love the strikeout upside, so especially at 10800 because you know you do usually end up having to pay more for him, even though that is a, a an expensive price. Um, usually, he's over eleven and and sometimes higher. So um, I, I think that there against a Kansas City offense that is hotter but is still showing some struggles this season. I think it's a, a decent shot, but I just don't think the strikeout upside is high enough against that KC offense to, to warrant it. But as far as the bats go, I, I think I'm, I'm probably staying away from those KC bats just because I think they're just better options to go up against. But in a tournament, I, I do like that call because, you know, as we've said a million times here, when you're in those GPPs, you really do have to think outside the box and try and take approaches that other people aren't otherwise you know you're going to be stuck with the guys who have 35 percent ownership and you're not winning anything so um i like that call i think you always should be looking for those types of aces to go up against in those types of big tournaments all right seven ten start as well as we've got the last the seven o'clock hour starts in tampa bay ale showdown here is rick porcello the man who wins that's all i need to say just wins uh, take it on Matt Andrees in the Rays. Uh, Porcello, I believe, is over 20 games, right? He's, he's close to that. He's got, <laughs> he's got a lot of wins, this guy. It's, it's unbelievable. Yes, he does. Um, so so kind of how are you weighing this one? Are you just uh, locking in the W? I know we don't usually predict Ws, right? But 17-3 and three he is, Rick Porcello. I mean, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, you got to You've got to like that. He's priced at 9700 bucks for his, his mound opponent, Matt Andres, one of the lower price tags, 5900 bucks. So just a huge disparity here. Again, uh, I'm going to make a case for both of them uh, to mm -hmm. justify the numbers today. Uh, Porcello, you, I know we both look at him and wonder how much credit he should get for this one-loss record with that fantastic offense behind him. But he's certainly been doing, doing his part with nine quality starts. In his last 10 outings, punctuated by a 56 to 10 strikeout to walk rate in that stretch, allowing only 54 hits along the way. And and he's kept the homers down, too, uh, particularly when you look at a sample over the last 71 innings, allowing only six home runs. And he's pitching in Fenway Park half the time. So that's fantastic. The trouble with this game is that several Rays hitters, though, have done well against him. Um, admittedly, in small sa sample sizes, you got Miller three for eleven with three homers, Dickerson three for ten, Morrison six for sixteen, and Forsyth six for twenty. So I'm going to suggest again, this is another one where the price tags are a little too far apart uh, based on the numbers that I've been digging up. Uh, Andre's season, for his part, has gone decidedly south, though. In a brutal month of August, James, he's pitched to a 7.11 ERA, and that accounts for this low price tag. I think over his last four starts, he's given up 24 hits, 15 run, uh, runs and seven home runs. The Boston offense is still the most prolific one in the majors. You do the math. Uh, but I, I want to point out in this one for Boston, Dustin Pedroia has almost been overshadowed by young, the younger guys, uh, Bogarts and Bradley. He's still priced at 3400 bucks today. I think that looks like a bargain in this matchup, so I'd be on him in this particular tilt. Yeah, I'm starting all my Red Sox in this one. As you look at the pricing, I mean, they're really – Still pretty pretty reasonable price, especially considering the match. I mean, Sandy Leo, like that guy couldn't break three thousand if there were no other catchers playing. It's unbelievable. All he does is hit, and, and he's always under three thousand at twenty nine hundred today. I uh, like him better against lefties, but Andre stinks. So uh, I think that's a real nice value. I mean, 
Like you said, Pedroia, very underpriced. Bogarts at 3,500 has been bad. This is a good matchup for him. I mean, Betts really is the only guy in that Boston lineup whose price kind of where they've been all season. Um, I, I think there's some real advantage, uh, opportunities to take advantage of uh, this lineup here. Jackie Bradley Jr. at 3,400 is a great play. He's been hot lately with a you know couple game slump, but... Um, I, I agree. I think there's real opportunity to take advantage of Matt Andreessen. And Porcello, I just think um, I think there's some values in that Ray lineup, and I don't think Porcello is by any means a uh, an ace, or, or even though he's going to be a 20-game winner and probably be in the Cy Young com, uh, conversation as a result. Uh, I do, he's not, in my mind, a, a, a shutdown superstar, but... Potentially underrated and a good pitcher, but uh, either way, I, I kind of avoid the Rays when they are taking on the um, when they are taking on a right-handed pitcher. I usually try and avoid them. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on to our. Uh, uh, excuse me here. Eight uh, ten start as we move on to Chicago. You know what, James? We we missed the Baltimore Washington game at seven oh five. Oh my goodness! We'll, we'll there we did. We did. Look at that, Paul. See, that's why you're here. You're saving my butt. I noticed that uh, you'd say, see a little inside baseball in the baseball talk here. He sent me a little Skype message saying we missed the game, but I I missed the message, and that what threw me off at the end of that one. I'm like trying to remember. What I was gonna say that's why this is a. Uh, the beauty of this. Paul, why don't you lead us off here? We've got the uh, Washington Nationals taking on hosting Baltimore in the battle of uh, of the mid-Atlantic there. Wade Miley on they'll take on Tanner Roark before we move into those 8 o'clock games. Sure. Well, uh, we got Miley with a 7-10 and 10 mark, 558 ERA, as you suggest. He's priced at 6000 bucks. Tanner Roark, 13-6, and 6, 287 ERA. Full value for his 8500 bucks. Miley, for his part, has been absolutely brutal since joining the Orioles at the start of this month. How bad? Try an ERA of over nine over his four starts with 17 innings pitched, featuring 28 hits and five walks. To be fair, he has one quality start in that mix. But holy cow, that's terrible numbers. For good measure, throw in his poor head-to-head -head work against the Nats batters, and you see a lot of crooked numbers for, for the Washington hitters. They'll be, they'll be looking to salvage a game from this ge their geographic rivals tonight. I recommend a possible stack here, James, Ooh. of Nats hitters, including Zimmerman at 3000 bucks, Rendon at 3600 bucks, and Ramos at 3400 Rourke, for his part, enters this fray on the heels of five straight quality starts with a total of eight earned runs allowed over 33 and two thirties innings pitch that's really good the big concern that i have with him though in tonight's game is his high homer rate of late which has seen him give up six long balls over his last 38 innings pitch there's a few baltimore batters that can really hit the ball out foremost among them mark trumbull with seven taters in his last 12 games costing at 3700 bucks tonight yeah i uh i love getting some righties in the lineup against smiley uh you know 3,600 for Anthony Rendon, who has been really hot, is a nice play to me. Ramos, anytime he's in there, 3,400, great play for me. Um, I, I I kind of am going to avoid Roark, though. I think with, with the amount of bad pitchers on the slate today, while Roark is by no means, again, dominant, uh, he's pitched really well and, and has been consistent for the most part. I like that the game is in Washington, not in Baltimore. Um, either way, I, I think this game, 
I'm I'm more on the Washington bats than I am on the Baltimore bats, and I would be willing to roll Roark out in a tournament. I think that price is a tad too high for me at 8,500 for cash games. But either way, I think I'm a little bit more on those Washington bats than the Baltimore bats. All right, let's get back to that 810 game that I tried to get to before until Paul so rudely interrupted me and made <laughs> us actually cover a game we're supposed to cover. You know, whatever. So we move on to an 810 start in Chi Town. As the Phillies are in town, Jared Eikhoff, who is uh, one of those guys who can look great at times and then look really bad at times, taking on appropriately James Shields. What do you think about this one? Well, big game, James. We've talked about him before, <laughs> haven't we? So, you know, big game this guy. As in big, like, lots of runs given up. Is that what you're saying? I stay away from him. <laughs> there, there are others who rank below him in today's FanDuel price sheet, but big game, James, is perhaps the biggest disappointment of the lot. He, this has been particularly true when we note his brutal August numbers in 14 innings. Get this, 27 earned runs and 33 hits. No way do you go there today. I, that I was after, like, whatever, June when he had those, like, three his three first starts of the White Sox were, like, seven earned in an inning or whatever. But, I mean, he's had yeah. some bad stretches, man. And then Eikhoff, on the other hand, uh, you know, you've seen him up close and personal in Philly. He's shown flashes of real effectiveness mixed in with some tough outings for a team that's not among the best in the game by far. But he's managed to keep his RA, ERA red round four and a whip around 1.2. Those are pretty good numbers. That's good enough to keep most teams in, in games uh, night after night. It may be a tall order for him against his more famous mound opponent, though. Uh, but uh, even, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes <laughs> in this matchup. Uh, in terms of the bats, I look at Rupp, uh, Rupp for Philly. He looks like a bargain at 3000 bucks. He's hit safely in 11 of 13 games with five multi-hit efforts, including some pop as well. And Michael Franco might be a nice, nice guy to pair with him at 3100 bucks. That's too, too cheap. He's Franco, for his part, is on a seven-game hit streak. Yeah, I love the Rupp call. Rupp just seems to not... I don't even think most national fans know that he is playing the majority of, of catching, you know, the catching appearances for the Phillies. I think most people think Carlos Ruiz is, you know, the everyday catcher. He's not. Cameron Rupp plays more, and Cameron Rupp has been awesome and has really been pounding the ball. Um, so I'm with you, man. I think uh, that price keeps staying low, and that's a value. I prefer him against lefties, but he's been good against both, uh, you know, arm pitchers as well. Um, and, and I like that Franco calls well. Uh, I like Adam Eaton at 3,500. If you, if you are going to get anyone in the lineup against Eikhoff, you want those lefties. Um, but look, Eichhoff's one of those guys who can who can just have it on a night and go out. And if his breaking ball is on, uh, he's going to shut teams down. So always an interesting tournament play at something like 7,600 against a right-handed heavy White Sox lineup. You know, those are the kind of things that you look for. I, I bet you Eichhoff doesn't have high ownership tonight. So, um, you know, those are always kind of the, the cheap plays I like to look for in GPPs. All right, Paul, uh, we have two more 8 p.m. and beyond starts here at 8, 8 10 start. Uh, in Minnesota, AL Central clash. The lefty Matt Boyd has been pretty good of late for the Tigers after a rough start to his career. Uh, taking on Tyler Duffy and the, uh, the Minnesota Twins. Duffy, as we, I believe we talked about last week, is one of those guys who has mostly been bad, and then he'll throw like a, you know, seven innings, eight Ks shutout, and, you know, just for good measure. 
Yeah, you know what? The Tiger bats are going to cost you a lot tonight, but this might be a good night to put in a guy like J.D. Martinez. He's piled up a host of multi-hit games of late in a 13-game hit streak, and you know the same can almost be said for Ian Kinsler, another guy who's been bringing it over the past month for for the Tigers. Uh, you know, they're, they're bringing Boyd along slowly. I like the way that they've looked after him. He's a former Blue Jays draft pick, so I know a little bit about this guy. Uh, he, He's he, a really uh, good prospect. He correct? is a very good prospect, no question. And since they have... since Part was uh, the Daniel Norris trade, right? Part of that yes, trade. it was. You know, they, they, they had a tight grip on him over the... Uh, the first two months, but since then they'd have to be thrilled as he allowed only he's allowed only nine earned runs in his last 39 innings pitch. That's just an ERA just over two in that stretch, along with a 36 to 12 strikeout to walk rate. He he gets a long look from me tonight again on this board against the lowly Twins. Uh, Tyler Duffy, this guy's season is going up in flames, James. Uh, yeah. he, in his last last seven starts, he's pitched to a 7.71 ERA, a WHIP of 162. Those are awful numbers. And that on includes the, uh, uh, that one seven-inning shutout start that he right. had in those numbers. That's how bad he's been, just to clarify. Yeah. And then you got to look at the homer rate. 16 uh, dingers allowed in 71 innings pitched. That's way too many. Yeah. So I say load up on the big boppers for the Tigers here. They'll cost you a little bit, but I think the payoff could be huge. Yeah, I love that call. Matt Boyd, really interesting, too, because uh, and, and Daniel Norris, you know, had some rough bumps with the, the cancer and the injuries and stuff, and, and still all the time in the world, a young kid. But definitely didn't think uh, a lot of people would see Matt Boyd succeeding quicker even though he's a little older than Norris but um Norris obviously that top top prospect in that deal uh nice to see Boyd pitching well uh for Detroit as well all right uh let's move on 815 start in St. Lou as uh one of our better pitching matchups of the day with the Mets in town Jacob deGrom taking on Carlos Martinez deGrom has been lights out this year obviously coming off that uh Weird last outing where, where him and Bumgarner were billed as, uh, you know, like two of the top four in ERA. And, of course, it was like <laughs> eight to seven or whatever it was. But um, uh, this, uh, uh, do you expect a, a pitching battle here or, or could we uh, be in store for another surprise? Well, I'm going to bank on a pitching duel uh the prices are well warranted. DeGrom has been a model of consistency. You highlighted, highlighted the fact that he's only had three subpar starts uh, all season uh, in 22 outings. Uh, that last one was a bad one, like you said, though, and uh, it's the worst one of the year. I think he's going to look for a big round tonight, but it's no by no means an automatic against a tough cards lineup. And as far as the Cardinals, Martinez has also been dealing over the long haul with 12 very good starts in his last 14 outings. His walk rate's been up a bit. Uh, this season but he's limited opponents to only 11 home runs so minimize the damage with 11 homers in 144 innings he's also fared very well in limiting the lefty power bats of the of the Mets uh, in head-to-head -head play Jay Bruce and Curtis Granderson have a combined three for 23 in that head-to-head uh, -head matchup with Martinez so I really think this is a, a game where I, I uh, take a, a pass on the bats and, and watch a, a pretty good pitchers duel 100 percent agree with you especially on that uh the Mets I mean I, you know I know you you suspend us is back you know a couple nights ago I, I'm I, he's obviously scary but it's amazing how bad that Mets offense is at least in terms of how unintimidating it is you know when you're looking at a team that was in the World Series last year that came into this season with potentially you know five ace type guys or four at least and and kind of the way it all kind of spiraled, and obviously they had the pitching injuries as well, but 
that offense, it's really, I think it was disappointing the way they tried to kind of fortify or lack of fortification there. I, if I were a Mets fan, I wouldn't, um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have really liked the way this team tried to, to make a run this year. Absolutely correct. Just random, random baseball thoughts thrown in with the whole DFS <laughs> thing. Sometimes I can't help myself. Speaking of baseball thoughts, funny, but when we get to tomorrow, Paul, the first game of the day, Daniel Norris on the hill. How about that? All right, uh, we got two games left on the slate today as we 940 head out to Arizona in Atlanta as uh, the uh, the Shelby Miller trade, Dan Zibby Swanson revenge games here which are always fun. Uh, Julio Tehran in town taking on Zach Greinke. Greinke, um, man, what a disappointment. And, and hard to blame him with the injuries, but coming off, uh, I believe, his worst outing of the year. I think he gave up like nine runs or eight runs in an inning. Yeah. Um, Tehran uh, also has had some injury issues, but has been uh, much better for the Braves. How do you kind of analyze this one with two good pitchers, but uh, you know the potential for either to blow up? Yeah, I feel really sorry for Tehran. This guy must be in the running for hard luck uh, her yeah. of the season. When we look at this record and the whip right around one over 139 innings, it's it's difficult to swallow a three and nine win loss record. Uh, after a season low point in early July, though, he, with two poor outings uh, under his belt, he rebounded nicely with a string of four stingy starts of late where he's allowed only six earned runs in his last 21 innings pitched. That strikeout rate, though, has dropped in, in the stretch of possible time that he's been maybe tiring from the stress of the notoriously poor run support that he gets from the Braves. Uh, before you think about using Paul Goldschmidt against him and, and uh, loading up maybe on on uh, some D-backs, I'll point out to Goldie's one for 15 history. I'd rather go with a guy like a Gene Segura who has a much more favorable five for 15 and is really red hot in the month of August with 28 hits in his last 15 games. That's, that's almost two every outing, James, by my quick math. Uh, Granke, Granky's going to love the opportunity for a quality start in this one. He earned a quality win, uh, start victory against the Braves earlier this season, and he's got a lot, a lot of company in that category, though. A lot of teams are doing quality starts against the Braves. More indicative of uh, Grinky's quality and consistency are his marks over the last two months, excluding that forgettable outing against Boston 10 days ago. Heck, even with that start, though, James, he's been very impressive. Look at the total numbers, 48 to 10 strikeout to walk ratio. I do, though, have a bit of concern of over his seven home runs allowed in his last 36 innings. That's that's way too high for a guy of this quality. Yeah, especially when this game, and obviously all his home games, but this game is in Arizona. That is a, a launching pad. So you want to see Granke really focusing on keeping the ball down and in the park, and that is not happening Freddie Freeman is expensive at 4100 He's hot and uh, obviously crushes righties. So he's really – it's a shame because no matter what the matchup is for Atlanta, you really have trouble picking those names out because, as you said, <laughs> notoriously bad run support. But I um, agree with the analysis there. And I don't like the matchup for Tehran just because of the ballpark and the situation. But, you know, he's – I think he'll be okay. I wouldn't stack it. Diamondbacks is the point. I think he'll – Pitch well enough. Um, all right, let's round it out at 10 o'clock. Big, big matchup here is the, the Giants and the uh, excuse me, Giants and Dodgers doing battle, fighting for that NL West uh, NL West title with a month left to go here. Johnny Cueto on the hill for the Giants has been great. And then we finally see the fruits of this trade for the Dodgers as they traded for Rich Hill and Josh Reddick. Rich Hill, I, I believe, making his first start for the Dodgers this evening. 
Um, I, I would be terrified to put Hill in any sort of lineup tonight. How do you feel about this game? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm a little nervous as he makes that Dodgers debut, hoping to help his new club against their better rivals. Before he got hurt, uh, he threw six quality starts to end his time in Oakland, but he hasn't pitched since then, and that makes me nervous. Uh, we have two good starters in this one with great records, but based on their recent issues, I try, trust neither of them here because for his part, uh, you know, Cueto had hit a flat spot, and he's looked less than ordinary in four poor starts in five outings between late July and early August. He rebounded, though, in his last two appearances a little bit with consecutive quality outings, even though his strikeout rate was down and he gave up 16 hits over his last 13 and two-third innings pitch. I'm looking at some bats that could do some damage in this one. For the Dodgers, I, I say try Chase Utley. He's uh, on, not only on a 10 for 27 tear in the last week with three homers and seven ribbies in six games, but he also has a 10 for 28 history against Cueto. I'd also take a chance on Adrian Gonzalez. I can't believe this price tag, James. This uh, 2,700 bucks. It's, I don't. It, all, he, all he's done is hit homers for like every yeah. single day for the last year. It seems like it's he's, wild. He's 12 for 30, 33. His last 33 at bats yeah, with five. That's crazy. 15 that's the best play on the day. I mean, yeah, easily. And he's the guy's on a 16-game hit streak. We've seen a couple of misprints that maybe <laughs> this is the way uh, the price tags go sometimes, in my opinion. But, uh, man, this one you got to jump all over. Uh, for the Giants, you don't often see Buster Posey priced at 3100 bucks. I say take a, pat, take a piece of that no matter what he's been up to, good or bad. Uh, when, it, when the price tag's that low on the premier catcher in the game, he's worth the play in my book. Yeah, I, I I love that that call he made though, but um, uh, it, it's crazy twenty seven hundred. And look, Reddick is uh, been day to day. He's only twenty nine hundred if he plays. There's some weird pricing in this game when you look at it. I mean, even Corey Seager being at thirty seven hundred, you know, five hundred or four hundred less than the top shortstop on the board. I mean, all Corey Seager has done is dominate lately. So um, yeah, I think that's actually a really good call. I think that. Cueto is maybe being slightly overvalued by FanDuel's pricing because he has not been the same pitcher of late, and those are the types of things you have to take advantage of. I don't hate a Dodgers stack at all, so I think that's a really interesting play there. And on the flip side, look, like we said, you know, I don't, I don't trust Ron Hill, Rich Hill one bit coming no. off the injury, the blister, the last time he went out, what, he pitched, you know, one pitch or whatever it was, or eight yeah. pitches and then left. So I, I want nothing to do with having him in my lineup, and I'm... Um, you know, like you said, Posey is a great play. If I can get any of those right-handed bats, Hunter Pence is still pretty cheap, even though he hasn't hitting that well. I mean, there there are guys you can squeeze in there and, and a lot of opportunity there. All right, Paul, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. It's exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Paul and I will be back with your Thursday DFS podcast. Paul, uh, it's been a pleasure. Always fun with you, James. I think we gave a lot of food for thought today on today's episode. Yeah, this is a good one. Everyone, listen to what Paul said because he's been white hot. Don't listen to what I say, and you should make <laughs> a lot of money. All right, this has been the uh, Rotowire DFS podcast for Wednesday, August 25th, I believe. Is that right? I'm messing my dates up. Excuse me, August 24th. 24th. I was right the first time. Uh, for Wednesday, August 24th, again, for Paul Bruno at Statsman22 on Twitter, I am James seltzer and we'll be back with you tomorrow again with the rotowire dfs podcast but for now good luck go out win some money